What do you mean, you people? Uh, I, who are you people? Uh, you people. Uh, what do you mean, you people? Uh, if I'm alive, I pretty much always have my dab kit. <laughs> just part of how I survive day to day. I might do a dab at the end of the show, Bill. You're yeah. bullshitting me. I, I might be, but I'm going to see. We'll see. <laughs> like on air or just like before we all part ways? I'll, I'll do it on air before we get off. There's going to be an episode where I'm going to hold you to this. Like you're <laughs> be I, I just, I'm afraid. There's nothing to be afraid of. Shit. Just, just take a small one, man. You're in charge of your own destiny with dabs. Shit. Uh-uh, that's what dr- drugs take over. Goddamn, you ain't in charge of shit. <laughs> I'm just you're in charge of the size of your own dab. Well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, you ain't in charge of how the fuck is gonna make what is gonna make you do. What well, do you how you gonna, gonna make you do? I don't know. It's just concentrated THC. It's like edible, but without the brownie around it. I'm coming day and night. <laughs> <laughs> Are we on air? Oh yeah, yeah, we're good. As soon as the theme song's over, man, we're on air. Right. What's going on? We got a uh, special guest. Uh, found this motherfucker under a rock. <laughs> God damn it, Jacob Hamble came yeah, back. So. I, I came back. I'm not working tonight, so perfect. Oh, and he's going handheld. Oh, dude, that you fucking stand, stand up. The stand was like fucking like whiskey dick. To, it was awful. It just fucking I'm just going down. So I can't fucking. What'd you do? Did you put it on the floor? Yeah, just put it on the floor. Just missing now. Yeah, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to move it over. Make sure you put that shit back up here, goddammit. We don't want to get kicked out because the stand is on the fucking floor. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, you left one XLR cable out of place. Ooh. (laughs) I just want to be... Stop talking and start sucking. (laughs) This this our 20th show? It is. Yay. Goddamn. Our show's almost old enough to drink. Is this like an anniversary for chills, or we just put it up there for the fuck of it? No, I I replaced the... uh, conspiracy theory of the week slide with this because otherwise I'm just tempting everybody into conversation. Oh, uh, uh, right on top. So, what? Uh, go ahead. There's a couple of uh, episodes that are not on Spotify. Correct. There's three or four. Is there a particular reason? Yes, there's a very good reason. Why? Because I left my SD card here and it never resurfaced. Uh-oh. Oh, fuck. So there's three episodes Ooh, that so I just don't have. If we ever find them, they're like lost episodes. Ooh. But they, those were on, um, a couple of them were on YouTube though, right? Uh, Some of them, but uh, most of those shows were the ones that where I had a lot of fucking technical difficulties, which okay. for those of you that ever watched on YouTube is why we're not fucking doing YouTube because we have an inconsistent internet connection here. A lot of technical shit that just wasn't meeting my expectations, and it became more work. And I like to talk occasionally as opposed to fucking scrambling around while everybody's like, James, are, are, are you okay? Is every, <laughs> everything going on around? I like how yeah, every week James is on the verge of having a nervous breakdown at one point. <laughs> no, he's been show. cool. He, 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 yo, since he went, dude, we, we went to straight radio, he's been cool. He's been sitting back, chilling, analyzing shit. He ain't got to keep fucking with stuff, so... Yeah, yeah. we want to bring on somebody else to just handle that other side of it. Fine. Yeah, and like I say, we can always just set up, set up a video camera right there and tape it and put it on YouTube later if that's what we really, really want to do. But but I've actually been uh, t- a quick shout out to Anchor, anchor.fm. If anybody out there is starting a podcast, like their new iPad app makes this super easy. And it's posted like everywhere within 24 hours. It requires almost nothing. I mean, this show, we don't do any post-processing. 
Like, I don't go in and edit this show at all. What you hear is basically what happens. I don't, obviously, we don't edit it for content because I'm pretty sure I've dropped at least two N-bombs in the last <laughs> 19 episodes. Which... I think you dropped one the very first episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm keeping score. I'm keeping we get score shut down the very first episode. So you're you're hearing it as it happens, and this isn't designed to make it funny. It's designed to make it real. So it just became easier. Yeah, I'd like to bring back the video element at some point when that but works out well. You know, it's, you know, it's funny. My bad. I didn't mean to cut you off. No. But uh, so I don't know if you've seen this on Twitter, but there's like these people that are like digging in people's past tweets okay. and oh, yeah. past things and they're bringing it back out like they got a couple people they've gotten people fired they just got Trevor Noah for uh oh didn't they just jam up uh Mark Marin for something he tweeted in like 2009 probably so it's it's a, it's, it's a bunch of shit going on right now so this is actually a topic I had pulled up for exactly this reason so it really started with James Gunn the director of the Guardians of the Galaxy uh franchise he had posted a bunch of shit back in like Oh seven, oh eight. Yeah. But he had deleted those tweets. They were they were bad. They were jokes. They were designed to be provocative and get people angry. Is really what they were there for. But he realized like those weren't in the best interest for his future, and he deleted them. And somebody found them because there's sites that just log. Because Twitter yeah. is all logged with the Library of Congress. So if it's on Twitter, it's there forever, even if you delete it in a lot of respects. So people can find it. And there was the outcry of this got him, Disney fired his ass. And since then, there have been like seven or eight more. Yeah. Oh, there's uh, the uh, the guy for Atlanta, for the for the Braves. He almost threw a no-hitter last night, which, but like literally to di- this morning, they were like, oh, he said some horrible shit back in uh, 2008. And I'm like, he's just a fucking dude. He's a baseball dude, player. This this shit is blowing my yeah. fucking mind. Yeah. Because apparently the dude that got no, it wasn't this guy. They went after a couple of comedians. They went after um. Cheselnik went Pat, got gone Pat, after. They got Pat Oswald, and yep. then there was another guy. Uh, Ian. I'm telling you, they went after Mark Marin. Ian Michael Black. Ian Michael Black. Yeah. Which he busted dude out that that got him because Ian Michael Black put some shit up, and he's up there like, well, you were like, he was like convicted or accused of rape back in the day. The dude is doing all this shit. He's like, how the fuck are you going after me? I'm a comedian making jokes about rape, and you were actually. You know, right. on trial for rape, right? Like you fucking you know? raped someone. And then, they, but no, this. Let me tell you what they did to Trevor Noah. This pissed me off. They they took a joke from his stand up about indigenous women and put it out there. And Trevor Noah bitch ass apologized. Oh said, fuck oh, him! Fucking apologize. I've never. I don't. I don't like. Him. And it was such a gay see. ass apology. It was like, oh, I'm sorry. After going to the Indigenous Women Museum, I understand that that joke was was not tasteful. I said, nigga, you just you just gave up. You just gave it up right there. That was it right there. Yeah, you done. It's yep. Done. No you one's ever gonna take yeah. him serious. You know what that. I find interesting about this is that there is a clause in the U.S. Constitution called ex post facto. Pulled it up, which basically says that, okay, say I commit, let's say I killed somebody, okay, mm-hmm. and but there's no law making murder illegal. Two years later, murder becomes illegal. They can't retroactively charge my ass with murder because I didn't commit a crime at the time. Mm-hmm. It's a crime now. And that's exactly what this is in a weird fucking way, is nobody gave a shit 10 years ago that we said this shit. But 10 years later, times have changed and it's still there. It's like, well, let's go after him. It's like, dude, nobody cared then. And why do you care now? 
Like, why are we not? Why are we living so much in the past as opposed the, to the present? Well, it's not. It's you have people that make their career off of trying to destroy other people's careers, and that's what it seems to be. And just because now we live in this 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 day and age to where people are so upset about words, they're going back to times just like you said to where nobody gave a fuck about political correctness, to where people could just say what the fuck they want to say, and now you're bringing it back up in a time to where now people give a fuck, and people are, and people are just ridiculous. People are fucking out their minds, man. All the shit going on in the world, you worried about a comedian or a fucking actor or director saying some shit on Twitter. That's what your fucking main objective is to go after some, some shit like that. That happened way long ago. So now what do they do? Do they do him like they did motherfucking uh, everybody else that they got accused of something? You take everything from them? You take away Guardians of the Galaxy? He directed that motherfucker. <laughs> Bitch, and wrote down. it. Well, I mean, they might look at look what they did to Weinstein. I'm not saying he didn't well, deserve it. He's a, very... a monster, but if since they got like they shut down Weinstein's career, they were able to add asterisks to him. If they can do it to anyone else, that just furthers their cause. But an asterisk in what sense? Like, I mean, he, Weinstein was a producer, and if it wasn't for the Weinstein company, we wouldn't have Tarantino. We wouldn't have a lot of these because they Kevin started Smith. early early on getting a lot of these guys that we now look at as sort of like these are the directors. But nobody's fucking a hundred percent clean. Like it doesn't necessarily mean that everybody's gone out there and abused a woman against her will, but it's like we every fucking person has said something that they might take back or just been like, yeah, I said that at the time. It's not who I am today. And so for this guy and Disney's, I mean Disney's Disney, so they're gonna say fuck off. But the entire cast of that movie is just like, no, bring his ass back, dude. And, but th- this is this is the thing that that pisses me off is like. It's it's a symbolism thing. You aren't going to go after the entire system that allows these people to do what they do. You're trying to have martyrs, but you have all these other people like Weinstein. Well, Weinstein. We're talking about him and how he was able to do all this shit, but we don't talk about the fact that every day there are young women going to L.A. to make it, and there's motherfuckers at the fucking bus station or the, 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 the airport waiting for them, knowing that they don't have any resources, they don't have any money, they don't have anywhere to go, but they just have a dream, and they wait for them. And they bring them in, they do whatever the fuck they're going to do, whatever that girl is going to do to be successful, she going to do, and then you get put out there. That's the whole thing. Why don't we do something about all of that instead of going after these people? Like Weinstein, Weinstein had been out there for a long motherfucking time, but we don't ask ourselves, what allowed him to do what he did and be around this motherfucking long and everybody seemed to know it. it it blows my mind when somebody comes out and says something and everybody knew it i have a thought on that but you look like you have something oh no i the uh the, the jeselnik thing he had the best reaction to it his 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 response to all that was uh trying to find something in my my past tweets that's bad is like trying to find a needle in a needle store during customer appreciation day <laughs> it's like, come on, man. It's what I do, asshole. It's what I, I, I say awful shit. He didn't apologize. He's just like, hey, listen, this is what I do. Go fuck yourself. Which I, I tipped the hat to that, to that I, comment. And I appreciate that, but he has the luxury of doing that because, yeah. he, you know, comedians are generally self employed. You're contracted individuals. Yeah. yeah. You know, even at the highest level of the game, they're either doing it on their own. Or some bigger company is just contracting. We're not an employee per se. That's why I'm not worried about like Louis C.K. 
I know he'll be back because he's, oh, yeah. he's a comedian. He just needed to take. He needs to take a year yeah. or two off. Let let fine. the heat die down. Let something some, somebody else get put on the fucking Barbie and then you pop back up. But to your point about L.A., I think you're absolutely right, and I think that a lot of that has to do with it. Used to be that Hollywood was like the great unknown. Mm-hmm. You never knew what Cary Grant and Humphrey Bogart was doing in their free time. The exactly. paparazzi was minimal then there wasn't social media there wasn't anybody like if you got to share words or even anybody to hear your thoughts on them you had to be a reporter that was in the know otherwise nobody gave a shit now i could say something about leonardo dicaprio and if it's poignant enough all of a sudden i'm right it's like i don't i don't know this fucking fool but that's like it's lost its sort of mystique there I was actually having a conversation about this, about how, like, back in the day, like, in the 70s, 60s, if you didn't see a movie star or celebrity in a movie or on TV or on interview, you didn't know what they were doing. So, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you talk about, like, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I was listening to Jamie Foxx podcast, and he was saying, like, he's so glad that he was young and was coming up when right before the camera things because he's like he went to some parties that would like get everybody locked the fuck up now he like you go to parties there's prostitutes there's cocaine there's everything when you get there on the table it's not like you don't you dealing in the back room no you come there's a spread of drugs there's no prostitutes there you're fucking there you're doing everything like you could you can't do that in today's society you know if you do do it you have to have a certain level of power to where you know these motherfuckers will stay but you're a regular celebrity you can't do almost anything because somebody's always trying to make their 15 minutes of fame off of your downfall yep. you know you always you had these women that sleep with these dudes and they take the picture in the bed with the dude behind her and they put it on the internet and shit knowing these mother knowing you the side bitch and this motherfucker got a family but you trying to destroy this motherfucker for 15 minutes of fame like it's ridiculous <laughs> yeah no that's happens happens in the sports world all the time yeah yeah, who was the? There, wasn't there? It was recently, it's like in the last week or so. There was a pitcher. He was in the middle of his game, and in the middle of the game, like somebody dropped a bunch of tweets that he had put out years oh, ago. And his about? family no, no, there, like, yeah. took off their jerseys. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a guy pitching. He pitched for the fucking uh, for the Brewers. I can't remember his fucking name, but it's during the All Star game. And he came in during the All Star game, and then that all this shit, like, literally, like breaking news style, surfaced. And then and it and it also didn't help that he just gave up a fuckload of like runs and stuff and like he pitched like a third of an inning and like let up like four runs, but it had, that had nothing to do with it. It's just bad timing, bad you know, bad bad coincidence. But no, I think that was no. But he didn't know. He I didn't. Was, he had, he had no idea. That no, I know surface. he didn't know. But I feel like the people that did that knew that this was the yeah. time to do that. Like yeah, that, that's kick too, him when he's down. Yeah, kind of thing. Too perfect of a too perfect a time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because even if he would have had a great game and yeah. that would have happened, his stock would have plummeted regardless. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, no, I mean, the sports world, it sucks when it happens because, like, I remember last year in the World Series uh, when uh, some some Astros player got a hit against uh, Hugh Darvish, Japanese pitcher, right? Mm-hmm. Comes back to the dugout, and they're celebrating, and he takes the two fingers and pu- pulls his eyes back to look Japanese and, like, bows and stuff just to fight. <laughs> but he does it in the dugout with his friends, like, eh, like that. But the camera caught him. And, like, the very next fucking day. Actually, no, during the game, I think. It was like, that is un- unexcusable. Uh, uh, you know, Man. Joe, Joe Buck and his high horse ass. I remember yeah. uh, Colbert used to, boot, <laughs> used to do ching chong ding dong. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I love that shit, man. Yeah. You can't even do that no more, man. I'm like, mother... I'm like, what the fuck the China... The Asians get to say so and shit like that, man. Fuck the Asians. <laughs> I don't know why I shit on Asians so much. <laughs> I don't know why I do it. But, man, but I... Well, just... But, 
look, this is what pisses me off. You got world-class athletes. These dudes are young. They're in their 20s, early 30s. They rich. They traveling all the world. They famous. You in af- the best athletic shape. Women are going to approach you. Yeah. The best. Nigga, <laughs> turn down the best pussy in the world all the time. You can't do it, dude. Just because dudes, we like women in general. We like to have different flavors. We like to do different shit with women. So you can't be realistic about asking a man like, hey, don't do this. You can say, hey, don't make a motherfucking asshole out of me. Don't do this. But come on now. Let's be realistic about what a man is because a woman going to cheat anyway. As soon as a man goes down, a woman going to cheat. So let me get my motherfucking dick sucked because I'm famous. Goddamn, I worked for this dick suck. You said something in there. I want to I wanna go around the room. What? Bear. What what's great pussy? What defines great pussy? Because you just you just said something it's like how are you gonna turn down like world class pussy? You know what? Just because a girl's a fucking ten on the outside, she could be a one between the legs. But it doesn't matter though. Just the, it's the it's, if you no, get a if you get a woman, I don't give a fuck. Her pussy is trash. If you get a bitch <laughs> to look like a Kardashian. Come on, dude. You're just going to get props from the rest of the community, the dudes in the world. Just like, damn, he got this badass bitch. Nobody gives a shit about pussy. No, no, but, but it's I, all I, about I, the look I, of it. But that, that, that notwithstanding, what's great pussy to you, Bear? Also. Where you're like, man. that was great pussy. Like, is it like I fucked a 10 or is it like this girl I, I've never milked fucked a 10. the jizz out of me? Uh, I almost have to go with that. Like, did you ever fuck? And then when you blow your load, you're like so drained that you need like two Gatorades and a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, always. like that is know. that awesome pussy. Like no. I fucked bitches that were quote unquote hot, but it's like fucking an air mattress, <laughs> yeah. like fucking a flashlight taped to the couch. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, granted, my my dick was wet and it was warm, but that doesn't mean that it was worth it in the end. I I agree. Yeah. So, is there any other like what's if you had to be like these are my like two or three things that like if if it hits these check boxes. That was some great pussy. I know I know at least two of those checkboxes for me. What's the two? So one, it's gotta be like I can't be banging around in there. Like it can't be like <laughs> me taking like a Oh for cat sure you want a snug fit. my finger in it and you know it's just like there's I've nothing. Never can't be out there asking for change. And, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and second, there's gotta be great sounds. She's gotta make great sounds. True. Wait, do you like sounds? Do you like talking? Sounds. You I don't. Just, you don't like talking. I, I literally want to like enter her and her to go be like, oh my god, uh, like that. <laughs> that yeah. You want to. You want. You want to make you feel like your dick huge. <laughs> I want her to be like. I want it when I pull my dick out of my pants. At initially, she's gonna be like, we're gonna need lube. Yeah. Like I want that. <laughs> Dude, get you get you an authentic Asian woman, man, or get you I've had a, or a, a, a nigga authentic from Asia, yes, from, from China, China. I did it. Well, Went I, to school in fucking California. You, you tell me you're not. <laughs> what are you saying? It's like this because I, I don't know, man. I, let me tell you something. I had me an authentic Chinese woman. She. Look, well, I, wait, wait, wait. I, I got it. What's the difference between an authentic Chinese woman and like a knockoff Chinese woman? Like, how she can't, do you... she can't be from she can't be from America because she's American ass. She has the American woman's mentality. I'm talking about. Oh, so it's attitude there. Yeah. So you want something? Let me tell you. Motherfuckers need to understand. Only American men deal with the attitude we deal with women. I've dated foreign women from their country. Like I dated a motherfucker from Panama. Black, black is this hat right here. Fucking spoke Spanish. 
great ass curly hair, beautiful motherfucking woman. Just they make you feel like a fucking man. Yeah. They do like, oh my god, you're so like it's it's almost gets to be too much. Like bitch, stop playing with me. But that's just the way they're taught yeah. to treat men. They treat them fucking fabulous. And I had this, I fucked this little motherfucker from Japan, Japanese bitch, and she was just she bathed me, nigga. She bathed me because that was a tradition. <laughs> bathed me, you know what I'm saying? That's fuck so, the shit, like just that. So <laughs> so. So mine is basically it's kind of like with yours, but I don't like when they like force it when it's obviously being forced. You know what I'm saying? Like I like it when it's like they say something completely out of the blue because of the moment. Like I was with what's her face, we all knew what I'm talking about, and she she looks at me and she says, "You could do whatever you want to my body." After I like made her come again, dude, I came. It was like someone fucking like attached a garden hose to a fucking milk fountain and, and put their thumb over it, dude. I went. <laughs> It was <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> For the first time Hamill can remember, some woman gave him absolute control. He's like, that's all I needed. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it. I'm sorry, but the visual of coming like your thumb over a garden hose is the most. <laughs> I just see a motherfucker water the grass. That's <laughs> spray the grass with cum. <laughs> it's why my lawn is so lush. <laughs> What's growing in my front? I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> And for you, like me, what do I need? I like I, I like a woman to talk shit. I like a woman I like a woman to fuck back. So talk shit uh, like, like you're shitty. I your do love a woman shit. to fuck back. Fuck back. I if like, I have to do all the fucking, that shit gets old. Yeah. Yeah. I like I, I like animalistic shit. Like I like a motherfuckers just go crazy, man. Like yeah. I like I had motherfuckers to fight me, like try to choke me and punch me and shit and just we just fuck like that. And I think she had like a mild rape fantasy a little bit, but like, I was already inside before she started. Like, I didn't have to, like, force myself in. But, like, she would, like, try to choke me and slap me. But that shit was arousing to me. So nobody here is down with, like, a submissive. No. Like, no. a woman? Like, one who's just going to yes. lay there and take it? I, no. I had a I had a one chick. She let me um, put her on a leash and walk around the house. And I did like that. That would just be weird. <laughs> I, I, uh, it was weird. But I'm, I'm all about experiences. So Fair enough. when she, like, the motherfucker... Like this is what happened I was in my front room And she's like I'm gonna go get ready So I think she's gonna go get naked Put some lingerie on Some shit like that She go to the back She come out She butt naked With a leash around her neck And she crawling to me And she had the motherfucking chain In her mouth And so I took the chain off Hooked it to the leash And I walked to the bedroom Fucked shit out of her <laughs> She lifted her leg Pissed at my sofa <laughs> <laughs> Technically it was her sofa So what That's the type of shit you talk about You into that James No I, I'm actually Remarkably like I don't think I I could get down with it. I just don't have the bravery. Like, if a girl did what she did for you, where she's walking out like, I'm on a leash, I got a bit in my mouth, this is the game we're playing right now, I'd play ball. But there's a lot of girls that are submissive that they want, like, okay, I see where you're at. I'm going to get the ropes. I'm going to get the ball gag, and this is how I do. I'm not that guy. I don't I don't like all of the, the extra shit. Like, I, if I got to spend time tying you up... I don't like all that. I just like fucking animalistic fucking. I don't like to stop and handcuff you and blah blah. blah. I don't like all that. Like I don't like all the uh, fucking props and shit. I learned how to do all that shit because I was with a chick that was into it, and I was trying to be like a supportive male counterpart or whatever mm -hmm. at the time. And like at first, it fucked me up. Like I didn't know what to do with all of it. Like I actually had to get outside help, if you will, <laughs> like instruction. Mm -hmm. uh, but like. 
once you understand why they're into it or what they want out of it, it's just like anything else. It's no different than some guys like, I only want to come on this part of your neck. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> some motherfuckers need that. But I get what you're saying, though. Yeah, like if I met a chick that was into because I've all, like, I tell, I've, I've, I've never been like a big porn watcher, shit like that. And I've just had the knack of running to the freakiest fucking women that are just over the moon freaky. And they just bring me into it. They're like, well, do this. And I'm type of like, oh, if you want me, I like, this is your body. So whatever the fuck you want, you give me consent to do to you, tell me you want me to do, I'll fucking do it. So you ain't pissed on a girl before? <laughs> you know? Like, I've done all sorts of shit. So, Hamill, what's the weirdest thing that a girl has asked you to do for them? That's asked me to? Nothing, Encouraged. Not, not, nothing really. I mean, a lot of this shit just happens. Like, I remember the squirter that I was with. That came out of fucking nowhere. And then all of a sudden, I was like, I'm all about it. Like, I was all about it for about a month. Then I realized I'm doing laundry way too much because my bed mm-hmm. is like a fucking, like a 10-day-old sponge. Yeah, that, that shit gets old quick. Like, yeah, come on, it bitch. Does, it's awesome at first because you feel like a fucking Viking yeah, like, yeah, yeah, conquering yeah, yeah. a new land. Like, fucking yeah! You're supposed yeah, to If you're with a known... I didn't know it, though. I didn't know it. Way's not wanting that, right, James? Yeah. Uh, once you once you figure it out, yeah, just lay down a towel. <laughs> yeah. But no, it, it's like do it, it in the bathroom. See, like, yeah. just with the tile. Address what you say. Yeah, it's at the, if you make a girl come that does like that squirts that doesn't squirt. That's when you feel like a motherfucker man. Yeah, like when she's like, oh my, god. yeah, that's yeah. like yeah, I've bitch. never done that before. Hell yeah, I'd have got yeah. me a couple of them too. Boy, you feel yep. like goddamn it, Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my bad. Is Big pimping. Is that a gang sign? or No, it's just a number. <laughs> it blo- Dude, it blows my mind the amount of women that just don't come. It's crazy. Like, like a lot of them feel like they just can't. Like, they're not wired Well, it's it. a it's a mental thing with them. It's the, they don't understand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A lot of women, they have to repress a lot of their sexual shit. So, and that fucks them up mentally. And it's just... They, and the thing about a woman is that we're going... Dude's going to come regardless. We put enough friction on our dick, we're going to come. Whereas right. women, everything has to be right for them to fucking bust a nut. So. I but think, I think I'll go ahead. Sorry. But I, I, I take the thing is, I take too long to come. That's that's a problem I have. Mm-hmm. I really I, you know, I, I don't I don't know what it is. I can't too. Sometimes I just my dick just don't want to bust off. But yeah, yeah, I don't know what it is. Have I you think, ever faked one because you were bored? Yes, a long time ago. When He's I was like, like not, not in the last ten not, years. Not, <laughs> yeah, not in the last. Yeah, I did fifteen I, years. I, I did when I was married towards the last like year or so of the marriage. Yeah, a few times where I was just like, I, I'm, right. I, I, I got nothing, and I want this over with. <laughs> but I mean, just, this girl was just she was insatiable, dude. Like she was just always on me, and I'm just like, dude. I think this is probably like the third time that day we had fucking. I'm just like, I'm that bitch. I ain't got no more <laughs> juice in my body, motherfucker. This is the same girl you just looked at one day and said, "Your pussy's boring." <laughs> <laughs> that story still kills me. How you just looked at someone like, yeah. It's boring. Dude, like, it's, about, dude, th- like it's a Bob Saget movie of Man, a pussy. Look, this, this, <laughs> look, you either go and accept it, or you're not going to accept That's it. That's fine. It is what it is. I mean, you need to tell the motherfucker what's up. I get, you get tired of boring pussy. No, I, Sorry. Just, I agree with you. I totally... Uh, I'm, I'm, just, I'm so happy to get it, even if it is boring. It's like... You know what I mean? Like I'm like, hey, I'm fucking... I'll Man, just... Man, uh, fuck that shit, man. Fuck I get laid pussy. once a congressional term. That's That's... <laughs> That's because you, dude. Cause you, dude. Let me tell you something. Getting women is the numbers game. You go out, meet ten motherfuckers, and you gonna fuck at least one of them. That's it. That's what I used to do. When I, whenever that, I just, whenever I cleared my bench off, I would go to the mall, 
I would get 10 numbers. I knew at least two of those bitches I was getting. So wait, oh, okay. Let's pause. <laughs> cleared my bench. What? Great, great reference. Once yeah. I've cleared the bench, you got to restock. I yeah. get it. How do you go? How do you meet chicks at a mall? This is a, a skill I do not possess. Dude, you just walk up and be like, ma'am, I find you attractive. I'd love to get high with you one afternoon and see if there's a chemistry. Just take the high out and there you go. Yeah. That's it. That's just how I do. Let me tell you something. Men are afraid of women, dude. Y'all afraid? Just, you, you're, not, you're not afraid of women. You're afraid of rejection. Go up to the motherfucker. All she can say is no. Even if she flipped the fuck out, okay, I, right, I'm gonna go to the next one. Word, somebody you're, gonna, you're not the one. I get it. Yeah, <laughs> somebody's gonna take it. You just can't. You can't let the the uh, rejection fail you. It's like I tell dudes. It's like everything else. Talking to women is a is a muscle. It's a skill. So if you don't do, if you don't go out and talk to women to get pussy, and then you go out to try to get a girl to get some pussy, it's awkward because you don't have the fucking experience to do it. Just keep constantly going out, interacting with women, and you'll find out what works for you. You gotta be realistic about who you are. You gotta be. A, a certain level of arrogant And you gotta be humble to the fact of like Okay I'm not a 10 I don't have abs I don't have this So I gotta go in knowing it I gotta go in also Making her think that I'm confident in myself too You know what I'm saying So you gotta go And once you learn what your level is And what you work best at And what your your gameplay is You just start applying that to different women And eventually start, they'll start falling through and what's wild is you'll start to, like, once you hone that skill, like, I can spot a chick with daddy issues from 100 yards. <laughs> Dude. Because those are the chicks that are into me. <laughs> so what are the telltale signs bear of daddy issues? Like, it's, okay, it, not, it's not, not your like, instincts. It's not like but a like... nervous twitch or anything, but it's like the way a woman carries herself and then the way she looks at me. <laughs> I swear to God. Because you got to remember, like, at 350 pounds, six and a half foot tall, like, in 90% of the world, I stand out. Like, you can spot me from a block and a half away. And there's days where, like, you'll see a woman trudging down the sidewalk, and she'll look at me, and, like, because it's weird, because you'll see their head go up. And as soon as they're looking towards your face, if you just crack a quick smile or a wink or something, you will see their whole face, like, switch. It's dumb. See, see, Bear's on a whole nother level, so he can just look. And you got the ESP. Me, it's the it's the way they interact with you. You know what I'm saying? So the, you have to initiate a contact. Yeah. You know within the first sentence, like, okay. No, 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 I'm not gonna say that. I know within the first us hanging out together. You know? Like how yeah, she yeah, yeah. how she interacts with me. You know what I'm saying? It's I, I can't it's like a weird like she needs this male figure in her life. She's not talking to me as like we're trying to fuck. She's talking to me as like she needs some sort of guidance or something in her life. It's weird. I can't really explain it. It's just kind of like a thing I've come to to know. But especially like once you start hanging out with them and they're like up under you, like they're your child and not your chick. They're laying. You know, say it's just the interaction you have with them. You can really start to kind of break it apart. And plus, I'm the type of motherfucker. I ask a motherfucker like, what was your what was your childhood like? And I'm telling you, if you once you start studying humans and you understand why we do the things we do, ask a motherfucker about their childhood, and they will tell you almost everything you need to know about them. You can be like, I know why you do this. I know why you do this. I know why you like this. I know you like that. It tells so much about a person. So always ask a person, like, how did you grow up? Did you have two parents at home? Did you get whoopings? Did you get an allowance? All this type of shit. And I just create this profile for that person, and I see if they fall into it, and I'm usually right. What's and honestly, I believe a lot of it like works on like this. Well, no, it's like it's partially that, and then it's partially like how pheromones work. Like you, you, you and your body put out a vibe all day long, 
And if people are receiving that vibe, like once you understand what your vibe is, it's easy to tune what whether or not other people are on that wavelength. Fair. But a lot of people don't want to be honest with what their vibe is, much less pay enough attention to see if anyone else is actually vibing. And I'm glad you said that because that's the big problem. Like people don't want to be honest with who they are themselves. And that means you're not approaching life right when you aren't. Being honest with yourself, with who you are, what your strengths, what your weaknesses are, what your your um insecurities are, with your fears, all that shit. When you aren't realistic about that with yourself, and you go out to where you try to interact with it, you, you're 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 doing yourself a disservice because you're not being true. You're just kind of trying to do something because you don't know who you are because you didn't take the time to step back. And and this this is why I tell people. This is why I did to find out who I was. I took everything that I was taught, everything I had believed at the time, and I stripped that all away. And I just went on a voyage of exploration. I wanted to know everything I could get my hands on, reading, uh, books, everything. And I built up an ideology or perspective of my own. And now I feel like that's who I am. You know what I'm saying? Because I stripped away everything I was taught. Because you're just a product and an accumulation of your parents and everything you were taught. And your experiences in life. So you really don't get to say so in who you are at the end of the day. All that was constructed from your environment. So a lot of people need to just go out and find out who they are, void of what they were taught. I have a legitimate question. What's up? Uh, you would, I like absolute respect for the train of thought. It is very similar to my own in a lot of ways. But I'm willing to bet that you came to this without psychedelic drugs. I did, but it helped me. Like, cause I, I mean, I I started in the military. Cause like I said, I came from the hood, so I had that hood mentality. So when I went to the military and I was around all these different races of people, different cultures, different backgrounds, you know, that's when I kind of got curious about the rest of the world. Because a lot of the, the hood shit that goes on the hood is because hood kids think the world is the hood. They don't think it's anything else outside of it. So once you get outside of it, you know, it gives you kind of idea that, like, I can pretty much do whatever I want to, you know. So I started doing that. But when I started, like, getting high, that elevated my thinking to a different level. Like, I can't really explain. It really kind of just, like, opened my eyes. I would love to do mushrooms with you. <laughs> I would absolutely that, love to do mushrooms. Mushrooms don't work on me, dude. It'd be super funny to see Armstrong get all, like, emotional. Nigga. I, and, I, and what what do you mean they don't work you, on you? It, they make me, like, I've done it twice, and I, they just make me anxious. That's it. Yeah, me too. For some I'm, reason. I'm just like, <laughs> like, I'm just hyped. I'm ready to do something. That's, and it'd be for just hours. <laughs> for like, sure. But what did you do when you were in that heightened state? Dude, nothing. I was just chilling. Oh, see, that's you're not. You, uh, I don't mean to be that guy, but you're not doing them right. If that right. makes sense. Okay, I'm, you the, you ride the, the roller coaster, buddy. You the, you the drug dude, so I'm not the drug wrong. dude. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that designation. Uh, no, nah, man. If you ever get the chance, I, you this. All right, cool. I got I I got people. We can do mushrooms. Because, I, <laughs> I mean, I wanted to, uh, when you leave, I used to, do you, Nick, are you leaving? Oh, I'm leaving. I just, I, I'm waiting for my settlement for my arm. Oh, okay. Because I was like, we're going we to have to kick it with Hamill, like, outside yeah. before he goes. You want to do mushrooms before you go, Hamill? I'll give it a, I'll, I'll give it a shot. You've never done shrooms? He's done them twice, according to lore. Yeah, no, I have done them twice. What's the, uh, do you have a tentative date or, like, a uh, time frame? Is it like this my, month? July yeah, 11th. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm guessing from uh, I'm just waiting on my lawyer, but it's like uh, like probably like middle of August, like August 16th. Okay, that's cool. That's, that's something like that. time. Just let us know within a week before you go, on so we can throw yeah, I'm the, throw some. Yeah, get I'm, a hotel room, some strippers, have some type of. No, because I'm probably gonna end up. Uh, 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 I'm probably going to hold on a second. There we go. You still want to do a tune up on your car? 
No, actually, that's going to go into the shop because the fucking uh, transmission's going. It's gross. That's why that, that's why the car vibrates all the time. Oh. I had a buddy of mine that I work with. Uh, he, uh, anyway, he, uh, I, I couldn't put a finger on why the fuck it's rattling so badly. It's a Ford Focus. Yeah, that's probably why. But uh, <laughs> I, uh, I sit in the car. I, I, I had him sitting in it. I turned it on. And he's like, oh, man, your transmission's about to shit the bed. And I was like, he's like, I'm like, really? He's like, I'm like, well, I, luckily I have warranty. I, I have a warranty on it, so it's going to be free, but it's going to be me with no car for fucking God knows who long, how long. You know, could be a week, could be two. Who the fuck knows? Will they give you a loaner car? No, that's the shitty part about it. It's like, <coughs> I remember when I went in for the first time when I first bought the car, I had to bring it back for something. It, it was two weeks. Almost almost over two weeks. And I remember there was one time I was fighting with the car people and I and they were like and I was like, What the hell is fucking going on here? Like it's just a catalytic it's just a catalytic converter. Why is it taking over fucking a week and a half to get there? This is stupid. Me and the car shop were both like, dude, what the fuck, man? And she's the like the lady started giving me shit, like a little bit, like enough shit so I couldn't complain. Like customer service shit. Well, sir, you have to blah 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 that kind of shit. And uh, I remember uh, telling her, like, listen, lady, I'm on the bus about to pay my car loan. Something's wrong here. And then I hung up on her, like, fuck you. Because like, I'm riding a bus to pay a car loan. Like that, I remember that, those days. Fuck, dude. That was the worst. But, yeah, it was like, god damn, dude. Dude, you want to hear something wild? What? It's just been within the last two weeks that I got the Aveo to completely quit overheating. What'd you do? Uh, three thermostats when it was all said and done. Uh, new radiator hoses, new reservoir overflow, like basically everything but the radiator and the water pump. What? <laughs> They're just a shitty car, man. No, because I, 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 well, I already had to replace the... I had the radiator replaced already, so that isn't the stock one that came with it. That's the one I had replaced. <clears throat> and then also, I had replaced the thermostat in that car before, like a long time ago. Yeah, because you have the updated housing. Yeah. Like what the f- yeah that yeah Chevy sucks, dude. I'm sorry. That's not a Chevy. Like, don't get me wrong. A lot of Chevys do suck, but it's technically that's a Daewoo. Oh, it's a Daewoo motor. That's right. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. It's Daewoo. I forgot he's right. You're all right, dude. So, Chevy been fucking around with Daewoo since like the '70s. I'm like, what why? are you doing? Why? Daewoo, shit. It's Daewoo. only for their small cars, which have only recently started to come to this country, because they used to use the Daewoo engines in their Opel, which is what Chevy is called in Europe. And in Europe, most cars are a lot smaller because cities, streets yeah. are a lot smaller. So they used to use that because it was a smaller, more efficient engine than anything that Chevy produced. No, for sure. Like, they put a so Daewoo motor the Korean, in the Citation in the, the Chevette. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. My bad. We have a Kia at work because we have... We, I, I don't use my actual car at work. They have work cars and shit. What kind of Kia is it? It's a, what, is it? what the fuck is it? It's a Kia Sorrent. So, no, it's oh the sedan. Yeah, no, it, no, no, no. Like oh. the fucking the, ha- the the hatchback ones. It's like, like that a, fucking uh, Kia, Kia Soul. Soul. Yeah, Kia Soul. Those aren't bad. Oh, my homegirl loves those things. Those things aren't bad. Granted, we beat the fuck out of ours, so I wouldn't like I, if you saw it. I wouldn't judge the whole car sure. thing on on what we have because we just. I mean, they're fucking. They're delivery cars. We beat the shit out of them. That's just what we do. The brakes are always shit. I mean, it's, you know, we drive around town. It's all city miles, too. So the brakes, you know what I'm saying? It's just, you put Wait. city miles on a car, dude. It fucks the car up bad. We ready for the uh, first headline, uh, James? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't know. What's, what's your response to my text? What? Oh, that? 
Oh, it's just uh, whatever. After the break. Yeah. Why else send a secret text, motherfucker? <laughs> yeah, what is this, man? You guys plot on a goddamn producer, and I make shit happen. Shut man. your goddamn mouth. No, I don't, <laughs> like, no, I don't like when white dudes start whispering shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. talking, right, and I've been told I'm just black enough that I get paranoid. <laughs> yeah, <that's>... <laughs> <laughs> he does make me uncomfortable. Maybe we. <laughs> uh-huh. well, that was in Colorado. Oh, okay, An sorry, unknown yeah. prankster put a Putin portrait in Colorado State Capitol where Trumps would be. Now, okay. this was- that is smooth for a bunch of reasons. Like, just on a thug level, I got to give this guy props. <laughs> yeah. Straight up, he got into the Capitol with a Putin picture, <laughs> and no one noticed him put it up over Trump's picture. They just <laughs> saw that shit had happened. That is gangster as fuck. Yeah. Like, I don't care if you're even Not- an inside janitor at yeah, night. I'm about like, to say, it got to be somebody dude, inside. Who gives a fuck? I hope to God it's just some teenager like, on a field trip. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, watch this, watch this. And like all his friends were like, yeah, Pete, do it, Pete. And he fucking gets up and he does it. And right as he like, because he brought it in as like a roll of film. And right as he gets the last corner smoothed out, like he drops down and the teacher walks in and he goes, what are you doing over here, Smitherson? Uh, that's, that's Thomas Crown Affair shit. Right. Yeah, like yeah, walk yeah. into an art museum but and the just opposite. like steal an art. Right. Yeah, you're not but stealing it. You're put, you replaced yeah. it. Yeah. Like I believe, and I, I, I'd have to read the story, but like I believe there was a Trump portrait there yeah he's the president that because everywhere every federal building has yeah to we have got a current, the, right the, where i work at so and so you figure not only did he have to get it in he had to get the other one out or stash it somewhere or multifaceted like he went in one day he's like oh, that's no, what i'm saying like that that was an inside job i get like the janitor just <laughs> i didn't think it was a janitor i think it was probably one of the motherfuckers that worked there like one of the people that work in the capital you know how people are man uh and this definitely was a white person. Yeah. It was a white person. This is definitely a white person's Ooh, and since thing. they don't know who it is, I'm assuming it was clean enough that there's no fingerprints left. So, again, criminal props. Right. They never why, found out who did it. Why is it a white person? I gotta ask. It's just... Because niggas don't really give a fuck about presidents like that or politics to do something that... If we going <laughs> Nigga, if we gonna risk our life or, or imprisonment for some shit, it ain't finna be to make a fucking, to be ironic, motherfuckers. <laughs> if we gonna steal some shit, nigga, we would, you, if, it, if some shit was gone like a bone from one of them, I don't know, some shit from out of the, somebody's shit from the office Did was you gone. say a bone? <laughs> Did you just insinuate that the only thing black people would steal from a museum-esque yeah. area is a Bone. Cause we silly, man. <laughs> In a world full of precious metals, <laughs> we steal bones. Now, if you think steal like the femur off a of, of a thing, then go back to the museum, and start cracking jokes. Hey, that nigga ain't got no leg. Look at his leg, niggas. Just <laughs> we silly, man. <laughs> stealing bones. Is that why Michael Jackson had to have the elephant man's bones? That was like his last move as a black man. No, that <laughs> is the ultimate bone to have. <laughs> The ultimate black man move. <laughs> I didn't just steal a bone. I got all the bones. <laughs> Michael Jackson's crazy. Trying to think about his I'm telling you, it's the last black thing he did. I um I seen a podcast with um uh, his publishers, his publisher, his publicist. What the fuck you call publicist. him? Publicist. Publicist. There you go. But um he was talking about Michael Jackson. I think it was Joe Rogan. Matter of fact, he was talking about how like. You know, like, what was it like to fuck Michael Jackson? He was saying, like, Michael Jackson was his, the way he thought was just on a whole new level. And I don't know if this was some shit. He was just saying, I just mad, but he was just saying, like, there's some instances where his reactions to things were just so 
just like he never seen anybody react to things and stuff like that and just the stuff he talked about, you know, so I don't know. Huh. I don't know. I, I mean, he was definitely weird. I, I think to be like a true progressive genius, somebody that actually pushes the envelope, you have to be so fucking in your own brain that society has to kind of tell you you're fucking bonkers and cast you well, aside yeah. in yeah. a weird way. I, right. I it's, think it's, Nikolai it's, Tesla died like broke in a hotel room. Yeah, well, and, that's because he didn't really give a fuck about the money. He just cared about the work. And they actually watched this thing about him and how he got fucked by all these people. Yeah, well, Everyone because fucked the over. Edison lobby, because that was his whole thing. Oh, dude, the Edison lobby fucked him over, and then he uh, he hooked up with Westinghouse, and they built that shit at the fucking Niagara Falls. And Westinghouse is like, if this works, if you can make this work, I'll give you $2 per kilowatt or whatever. It was some weird deal. And fucking not only did it work, but it worked better than anyone could possibly imagine outside of Tesla. Like, right. he's like, it's not good enough. And everyone's like, oh, my God, this is amazing. You know what I mean? Well, I think to be. <clears throat> and then they fucked him. They're like, we, we can't afford to pay you. Like, you're making too much electricity. I think to be like a creative genius, you have you. I think you, you are tapping into something different, you know, because, I mean, a lot of people just kind of buy into the. Whatever we're being taught, whatever you're told, and that's just how they think. That's just their train of thought. So to be a person that, to be able to create the type of shit that Michael Jackson, and to be as, as fucking creative as he was, or anybody, you know, I think we, everybody in this room, we have thoughts that if we put out into society, they think we fucking out our mind. You oh, know, yeah. just because we think. Oh yeah, I've seen your Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> that, that ain't even that's a ground level, nigga. You know what I'm saying? But that's like. For us, we think on a different level. That's how we're able to sit in this room, talk about shit that most people would be ready to fight about, and we sit and laugh about it, look at each other, we go outside, we talk. You know, so it doesn't affect us at all because we know each other on a different level because we interact with people on a different level. And it also makes this weird. It makes I don't know about y'all. It makes it weird for me to go talk to a regular motherfucker. No, that's you know. Oh, it's hard, man. Like you meet somebody at a barbecue, <laughs> and they're like. Oh, I sell stocks. No. <laughs> and you're like, 10 seconds into this conversation, you're like, fuck. <laughs> Why do I have to talk to this fucking Chad? The- and he's like, blah, 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 blah. And then you realize that his shorts are way too short. You're like, motherfucker, <laughs> I hate my life. And he's yeah. like, and then we were thinking about getting a dog. And you're like, ah, kill me. Fucking kill me. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was me the whole time I was in New Hampshire talking to my cousins and shit. Yeah, same thing. Dude, I got like, yeah, I, I got like a super like he's like upper like middle class like cousin of mine that had the, he has the same job that I quit. So like he like went on to do stuff with that job and I quit it. It's the shipyard gig. But go ahead. What's I, up? I was going to point out that Hamill and I shared in a weird way a coworker recently <laughs> that was ex- literally <laughs> if the words that Bear just said came out of his face, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, that's exactly what this guy says. Yeah. And so he was hired out of pure nepotism. His oh, yeah, dad yeah. owns the, the fucking owner of our company. Yeah. Oh, my kid needs a, a summer job or whatever. Make him work. So he comes in. He walks in day one as a manager. Day one, and we work in the kind of place where like people work for years to become manager, and it's good because everybody then respects them. It's like you got that manager job, fucking good on you. I'll fucking play ball with you. Like it's got that great kind of culture. So to 
have this motherfucker walk in and think he's entitled to not only tell us, but like other managers what to do and then try to school all. He's like, I got investments. I really don't need to be here. I've got, and you're just like, everybody in that place was just like, I'm going to put him in the fucking trash compactor, hit the button and be like, I don't know what happened to him. Everyone. Literally, there wasn't a single. There was one gay guy that works there. Was just like, yeah, I thought he was super cute, and then I heard him start talking. With a person like that, I would just want to tell them exactly why they're there. That's it. I would just want you to know. I don't want you to walk around here with this bravado, like you deserve what you have. I want you to know. Like I don't give. I like. I can't stop you from getting this. Your circumstances dictate that. You know a motherfucker that put you in this position off of just GP. That's fine. I'll deal with those circumstances. But I want you to know why what, you're there. What, what's GP? G- general purpose. Oh, general okay. general G- principle. General principle. Okay. okay sorry. Yeah. No, because uh, one day, because he worked in the back where I work normally, and he was like, he'd try to act like the boss and tell you where to go. And I remember being like, who the fuck are you? And I, there was one time where he was like, we had keys, and I had a decent car. I think I might have even had the Kia, the Kia we were just talking about. Fucking, he has these keys to our shitbox fucking cargo van that, like, every third trip it fucking breaks down and it has no AC. And he's just like, I'm going to switch these with you. And he puts them in my pocket. I take them out and go, no, 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 those are yours, asshole. <laughs> you ain't my boss. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> and everyone just stood there and was like, yeah, well, that's why. <laughs> and <laughs> nobody said a goddamn thing because yeah. you're hated because you're not better than us. Fuck you. You're not better than us. But no, that's just that's how it is, man. It's just like I think you you have a whatever your truth is as an artist. That's what that's who you are, and that's the voice you kind of want to put out there. So you you kind you search for for different things. And I know, like I just I want to be right and righteous in what I do. So I always try to whenever I have an idea in my head, I I put it out there. I let it get scrutinized. I go back. I research it. I try to research it from every angle, and so I have a a a, a good wealth of knowledge, so I can defend whatever I every point I put out there. So I want to ask this question, and this kind of actually laps back to the first thing we talked about with this, like digging up old Twitter shit. Mm-hmm. So there has been a case made that Michael Jackson, who we were talking about, that the whole like recluse, the fucking bleaching the body, the fucking kid touching shit was all his doing. To be provocative in that way because it attracts attention by being putting that out there. And, like, letting that be a thing actually keeps you sort of in the front of people's minds. It makes you beyond just one thing. Like, Michael, in particular, from, what, the age of, like, eight until death was put on display. Mm. This is what he knows. So how do you make that fun? How do you sort of feel like... Watch what I can do. I can so, just put this out there. And I feel like that's actually, I give a lot of credit because I, I don't think he was nah, a goddamn I think that's what, I think that's what Kanye is doing. I think uh, Con- yeah, because he's... I think Kanye is purposely doing shit, ridiculous shit to stay out there because, I mean, we live in a time to where, I mean, everyone's doing ridiculous shit right now. Oh, yeah. So it's hard to keep your footing in the world as far as a, like a celebrity. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think everything he's doing is kind of like, it's... It's it's for a purpose, but Michael Jackson. Now nah, I don't think it was that deep. That deep. I think Michael Jackson just had a lot of fucking issues, and you know I don't know. Like I, I don't I don't want to believe he fucked with them kids. You know what I'm saying? But but I don't know. Who knows? But like I like I don't. If he did, 
I get it. Like, I see why he would do it because, I mean, he didn't have a childhood. You know what I'm saying? So his mind literally stopped developing at the age of eight because after that, he was a, almost an adult. You know what I'm saying? So that's the where I think that's where his mind just was like, that's it. And, and even when I was talking about the guy that said he just thought on another level, I don't think he was thinking. He was just thinking in a really infantile level because he was talking about his, the way he responded to things. He responded to things like a toddler seeing something for the first time in their life, you know. So I really think that's that's what it was with him. But I don't know if he fucked with them kids or did anything crazy. He's a weird motherfucker. Yeah, any motherfucker that's willing to bleach your skin and fuck up your nose and then act like it ain't you don't look like a totally different motherfucker is fucked up but like i say i get it if it was that you know what i'm saying not condoning it but like i could see why i feel like just like it a thought there i i feel like michael jackson and maybe kanye west mm -hmm. and i can't think of another one but i'm sure there's others kardashians uh, i mean that's their wait, whole way to hear what i have to say uh, okay they Find a way to create uproar. It is an emotional outlet for them. And once that emotional outlet is removed, or for those geniuses that can't find it, they kill themselves. Either with the drugs, and as Michael ultimately did, as Prince ultimately did, because you have this genius that you can pour out, which requires no effort. What's fun for them? I, you know what? And fun could be I, fucked up. You got power at that point. I can buy into what you're saying because, I mean, I, I think anybody here can attest to it. When you get on stage, you crush as a high. Oh, yeah. Like you, Absolutely. You're totally. fucking soaring. And we're doing it on this level. And just to, to what you're saying, I did I actually read. Uh, what was it? I can't remember, but it was talking about, like, that. Like, these people do things to give them a high because... That's why they do drugs. That's why they OD because they're chasing the high of the stage, and it's it and it's like everything else. Just like drugs, you do drugs enough that high goes down, and you think if you're crushing in front of fifty thousand people, and that's just what you do constantly. There's nothing you can get to reach that high, so you do start faking outside. That's why motherfuckers do weird shit when you're in a spotlight like that, man, and, and you, you have access to all of this stimuli to get you high. You do have to do weird shit to get that high. So I can I can completely see what you're saying. So definitely, yeah. I can go with it. I feel you. I've, I've read books where it's happened to pro wrestlers because I read a lot of pro wrestler autobiographies. <laughs> and that's why... It, that's why they party like that. And that's why they're always doing drugs because they're chasing the high of the stage. They're not getting high for the fact of getting high. They're chasing the high that they get when they're on stage and you have 50,000 people chanting your name and wanting to see you and touching you. It's like you feel like a fucking god. You know what I'm saying? You can just jump out into people's hands and they pass you the fuck around like a chaplain. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, come on, dude. Like, nigga, that's... Nigga, you don't need Viagra. You got that? I think I get... Sorry, I, I wish I had had this up because I can just pull it up. Oh. But uh, you know what? I lose the moment on that because I had a great example. Go ahead. Uh, so the Trump thing, right? With the truck, the, the that that you had up earlier. Yeah. Uh, I have a theory on that. That I have a theory. I don't. I don't think. I don't think Trump was involved with them. I think Russia did stuff, and it was pretty lame, actually. Like it was just Facebook memes. I mean, unless they actually did, they actually did they actually break into our. They hacked set? the DNC server. 
Yes, but they but there's they legitimate ha- proof that no, they hacked. That's what no, they did. No, there's not actually. Okay. No, no, wait, no, no, you, no. Let's not yeah. go down that hole because we're going to break here in oh, about fuck. three minutes. Okay. But basically, what I'm saying is that I, I, I think that if there was anything, we would know by now because Trump's bad at hiding that kind of shit. I, I, I'm going to boil this down. I, yes, it's very likely that yeah. a Russian or a somebody using a VPN through Russia yeah. hacked the DNC servers. I'm not denying. I yeah. also agree that really Russia's power in the 2016 elections was flooding news feeds. It was putting ideas. It was polarizing us to the point that there's unnecessary fear. And um, maybe when we come back, I know we touched on it a little. Maybe we touched on it last week, but Sasha Baron Cohen's new show. Oh, it's hilarious. Is unfucking believable at showing the amount of fear that exists in this country. And if the Russians did anything to sway the election, I believe it's just by it had nothing to do with like they changed the vote counts. It's literally they flooded Facebook and Twitter and other things with things that pushed people apart, made people scared of their fellow man. But I'm glad. I'm glad you brought that up because the general population, like I say, we we believe in magic, we believe in fantasies, so they think involvement has to be some cyber warfare where someone hacks this and the other, where it's exactly what James is saying. It's just they play on the human nature, man. They play on human nature of just fear. Like I say, it works the same way as propaganda. Yeah, yes. you're either as a human, you're either going away from fear or you're going towards pleasure. So they and they use that for you. Yeah. They use that against you. But people don't think on those levels. That's what I'm saying, and that's why motherfuckers like us go crazy because we think and we pay attention to shit and we have a way of weaving things together. Because with our jokes, you know, when you in a in front of an audience, the audience thinks linear. They're thinking A B C D. Whereas comedians, how we get you to laugh, we're thinking A, Z, B, M. You know what I'm saying? We're going everywhere. And so we have the ability, I think, to connect things on different levels. And we see shit happening right before our eyes. And we were like, well, you see this shit? And other, everybody that, that thinks linear thinks, well, no, that's not happening because this is, you know, they already yeah. have this predisposed idea of what's supposed to happen. Whereas we're trying to figure it out. Yeah. Right. And it makes us seem ridiculous and crazy. All right. What do you know? <laughs> Sorry. What do you know? The birds and the bees. Now. So we're live. <laughs> we back. I always gotta ask. I uh, I lost my shit on an Uber driver a few nights ago. Good. While working. You need that shit. I wish you'd lose your shit more often, motherfucker. <laughs> well, I, it was fucking stupid. But, like, I, the guy pulled... It was, like, a, at a hotel, and he... When he went to pick the people up, he picked, he stopped right in the middle of the entrance. So, like, I'm stuck in the middle of the road behind him, so I can't get in. I finally get in, and I just yell yelling. I'm like, what the fuck, man? There's plenty of parking. Why didn't you just pull up? He's like, you know, whatever. So I'm telling the story to a guy in the elevator, because I'm so fucking hot, you know, from it, you know? And it's just some random dude. And I'm telling the story, and then finally t- it's over. And he looks at me and goes, wow, man, that sucks, man. They do suck. Fuck them. And I'm like, yeah, I know, right? Like, I thought we were bonding. And the fucking then the guy looks at me and goes, is that a Boston hat you're wearing? I go, yeah. He goes, ah, oh, man, 
you know they suck, right? And the elevator door is open and he walks out. I'm like, you motherfucker. And, and then as he's walking away, he's like, the Bronx. And I was like, yeah, I fucking knew it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Hamill had faith in humanity for like seven seconds and then his favorite thing ever dashed it away. Can I ask y'all a question? Oh, we've yeah. been doing anything important. Can I ask y'all a question? What? Yeah, go ahead. Did you, when you were younger, did you pay attention to life? Like, did you pay attention to what was going on around you? Yeah. yeah that's I, a really I, weird question. It, I know uh, it is. When I was I've a been, kid, I always had teachers say that I thought like an adult. Oh, yeah, me too. Does that make sense? Is that what you're talking about? Like, no, I didn't look at the no. world the way like, a kid like, looked I, at too. the world. Me, same thing with me, but no, it's like, okay. I don't, it, it is a weird question, James. I don't really know how to a- ask it or even what I really mean. So, what, okay, so like, how about an example this, of oh, a thing that was paid attention to? Let me explain what I mean. So, I thought I had a bad memory, right? I thought I just didn't remember what was going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just had a bad memory. But I realized I don't have a bad memory. I just wasn't paying attention to what was going on. Like, I don't know if I was thinking or if my head was in the clouds. Which just, I was just literally getting up, breathing, doing whatever I had to do, go to sleep, wake up. But I, weren't, I wasn't really observant of what was going on around me. But now that I realize that about myself, now I, and this is why I know I don't, it's not a bad memory. I just went paying attention. Like, I didn't go back. Oh, and, yeah. In and, that essence, like, most of my 20s. <laughs> okay, not, not even, like, because of a drug-fueled haze. Like, don't get me wrong, I did drugs or mm-hmm. whatever. But, like, uh, you get in that groove when you're young and you don't understand why shit has to happen. You just know it has to happen. I think where that's it's what like, it is. Wake up, go to work, go home, party with your friends, go to bed, wake up, go to work, go home, party with your friends, go to bed. And it just like it just becomes a never ending cycle one day. Yeah. Well, no, it's not even that because but I like mean, if you're not paying attention to anything like it, you don't realize that you're even in that cycle. The minute you start paying attention, be like, why in the fuck is this happening every goddamn well, day? Well, no, That's I think it was just like I was it. I've always been like a dreamer or a daydream. I think I was in the moments, but I was thinking about something that was totally outside the moment that I was interacting. I was there. People can tell you stories about me being there, but my mind wasn't there. It's like I turned on autopilot and I was thinking about whatever I was thinking about and stuff was going on and I was doing stuff. I was coherent oh, to yeah. people around me, but literally my mind was just on another plane thinking of some fucking who knows what the fuck I'm thinking about in my head, you know. And then when people bring it up, it's like I can kind of bring myself back to the moment and like surveillance the area like, oh, yeah, okay, I know what you saw about it. And then I can talk about it, but it's like. <laughs> I just wasn't paying attention to like what the oh, fuck yeah. is going on around me. Uh, it's like when you've made a drive like ten times, and then you're making that drive, and then all of a sudden you're like you there, know yeah. Like you that. don't remember getting there. Like exactly. did I stop at any lights? Like what streets did I take? Exactly. Like, yeah, man. Uh, most of my life is like I, that. I don't really uh, feel like you it's know. because like my mind, my mind. I figured out at a young age that like. I can put 5% of whatever my active thought process is into doing some menial task, whether it's delivering pizza or, like, working on a car or whatever. Like, it doesn't require a lot of brain power. It just requires a little bit of attention. And then the rest of my mind will go off and go off into the craziest shit. Sometimes I, like, I'm approved. Sometimes I want to, like, shoot myself. But, like, yeah, man, uh, I figured out in my teenage years that that was a thing. And I just, my mind is never... Well, I literally have to pay attention to shit or it's all gone. I did it for 30 years. <laughs> but, I still do But it. you know what I've noticed about white people, though? White people, like, I really feel like y'all, y'all, like, take life more seriously at a younger age 
y'all are way more perceptive than black people from what I've seen. Like, like, like I've seen like little ass white kids that like six, seven, eight years old. They'll go, oh, not even that. Just like young, just like they'll walk to their parents like, "Mother, I'm sleepy." Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, damn, little, this little nigga mature than a motherfucker. You know, like, I don't know, it's weird. Yeah, but I, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I'm looking now. I'm like, God damn, I wasn't paying attention to shit. <laughs> Uh, it's a weird feeling. I just looked around one day, like it's like because now I pay attention to stuff, and I'm like, damn. Uh, the Talking Heads wrote a song about it. Who's the Talking Heads? Oh, 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 like, oh, yeah, the, yeah, that, the, yeah. I know what song you're talking about. I don't yeah. know the name of it, but I know the song. What the hell's it called? Is that rock? No, it's uh, like uh, it's new wave. What some, you just call yeah. it Talking Heads new wave? Uh, just pull it up. Find yourself in a beautiful house with a beautiful wife. Is that song right? And you may ask yourself, yourself how, did, how did I get here? <laughs> 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 yeah, that song's been used in so many fucking movies, though. It's such a good song, yeah. though. I feel like the Talking Heads are one of the most underrated bands ever. Oh, it's a question and mark. And the Qu- days go by. Yeah. Uh, do once in a lifetime. That's the one. Yeah, once in a lifetime. No, I uh. I don't know. Living here, man, is like ruined music for me because I don't feel like I can like anything without some asshole telling me I, it's fucking terrible. What are you doing? Like, I have bad taste in music. I just do. Yeah. Oh, that audio is horrible. Yeah. It's terrible. Ooh, I get the uh, idea. Yeah. But, like, I, I genuinely got excited for the Godsmack Shinedown concert at, at Pepsi Center. <laughs> Not for the Godsmack part. I saw those guys twice. That's. Some weird ass shows. What about you, James? I you didn't tell your story about yeah paying attention or not paying attention. Like, like when w- at what age would you say that you were like aware of yourself? I know this is kind of deep. I don't know why I feel like being like this, but no, it's a, it's it's a fair question because there are lessons that I can that I have drawn upon from observations I made as a child. Mm-hmm. You know, like. Yes, I was paying attention. I saw shit. I have <laughs> memories of adult interactions that even at whatever I am, 38, I still parse out. I still draw from to say, I saw this happen, whether it be between my mom and my dad or with other adults th- around and different behaviors that I still look at and I still, I only now start coming to realizations like... I understand my grandmother's more, you yeah. know, you sort of experience gets you because they're, they're 50 years ahead of you. And so, but I remember these and it's, so it's not like a lesson I learned at the time because I've, if I had learned it at the time, I'd be in a much different place in life than I am today. And, and that but was... that's, you, we, I don't believe that there's anybody that's capable of truly learning at the time. We don't have the capacity. If we're lucky enough to remember it but to, people, to the point where, it, where it's like, oh, oh, that's the power in that. No, but this this is why I brought it up, too, because people do have that ability to learn and listen to that moment. Because I was, I was listening to an audio book from uh, what's the fuck? Jay Prince, and I don't know if you know who this guy is, but um, he's the uh, CEO of, <laughs> of Rap-A-Lot. And he did this audio book about his life, and because he's like, he's the motherfucker that found Drake. He's just done all these great things with all these great motherfucking people that people want to hear a story. So he put this book out, and I just kind of found it by accident. You know, and he was talking about, like, all of these things that, like, he was three, four, five years old, and he was interacting with people. He grew up, like, in Houston in the Fifth Ward, the hood hood, you know what I'm saying? 
and he was just talking about, and I don't know if this might be some made up shit, he just made up in his old age or whatever, but he was like these lessons he were learning, uh, he was learning along the way that got him to where he's at in life now. Because I mean, he he became, you know, say who he is early on, and he was just di- like going through all of these lessons he learned and all the stuff he did. Well, to yeah, your this. subconscious <laughs> takes in everything. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the, it, but, but like you said, but he was like how you say like you don't learn those lessons. Those, that's just an experience that you have that when you get to a certain age where you understand it, then you can kind of process it on that level. But he was having these thoughts at these young ages. I but I I can't believe that to be accurate because you know what you see adult shit. Adult shit has adult yeah. problems. It's things that you you have. There's zero chance for a child to relate to. The power in that comes probably. I think where he's coming from is that like he got faced with a scenario early and immediately remembered that, and therefore learned from that. Even though he didn't learn at the time, it's like <coughs> I saw I saw a similar scenario play out. I'm going to I'm going to use that as like an education for how I should deal with this situation. And I think any I think we all do that to some greater or lesser degree and and that's where like if you come from like a situation where you never got to see positive outcomes. Everything always went to shit. Do you face that reference you're 19 years old you come across a situation it triggers a thought that happened when you were five or six and when you last saw it it was terrible and ended very negatively are you the type of person that says that was the way not to do this versus that's the way this is handled so it's going to end negatively or violently i also think i think that depends on a couple of things like uh i feel like if you're smart you're smart like, I'm willing to bet that all of us have a reasonably high IQ. Uh, I'm willing to bet that I'm by far the least educated of the four of us. <laughs> However, uh, that being said, like, we can carry on an intelligent conversation. If Jacob, you you're breathing like a that, fucking madman. God damn, get your mouth off the mic. Yeah, 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 sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't realize I was doing that. I'm sorry. I'm, so sorry. He's like, I'm fucking high. I'm fucking high. <laughs> uh, so if you're in, sleep. Shit. so if you're if you're like if you're you know pre pre disposition to be smart and then you can learn from that experience early on, like I imagine your fight or flight kicks in even harder if you understand how to process information just because you're a little bit smarter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, because I mean it's I don't I don't know that's it's just I don't know like I say I just wasn't paying attention and so it blew my mind when. I was listening to this dude, and he was having these profound thoughts. You know, like he said, like at nine years old, he's seen what was going on around him. He's like, I want to break the cycle of poverty in my family now. And like at nine years old, nigga, I was playing with Transformers. What the fuck is, he, <laughs> the fuck is this nigga doing? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, I mean, that's that's profound to me. And I'm like, if I had... I get that to an extent. Like, pro- I, under- I didn't understand that we were poor until I was 10. Mm. But at 10, I distinctly and profoundly understood not only that we were poor, but how poor we were. Oh, yeah. That's and if he me. has yeah. that light switch moment like f- three years earlier because his life is that much more dim than mine. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see that. Well, yeah. It's, that's when I realized it, too. <laughs> like, like 10, right? Yeah. It, just, it hits you. Well, I didn't, you know what? I didn't realize it until just recently. Of, you know, saying like the level of poverty I was at growing up because I mean, it was like, you know, my mom worked 
whatever she needed to work to make ends meet. You know what I'm saying? We didn't get a lot of shit during the year, but they always made sure Christmas was, you know what I'm saying? That's why I'm like so into Christmas now. Y'all see how I fuck around Christmas on yeah, Facebook. Right. Because that was like, you know what I'm saying? That's the time. Yeah, I knew I was going to get what the fuck I wanted. They always made, and I was kind of like spoiled because I was the only kid in the family for a long time. And I used to get all the presents, you know what I'm saying? So it was a thing to where everybody was struggling, but they made sure that the kids had a good Christmas, you know? So, and just now me thinking back, I'm like, damn, you know, like, motherfuckers was poor, you know what I'm saying? Like, I remember the studio apartment we lived in, shit like that. And I mean, we was, I was comfortable being a kid because, you know what I'm saying, I was able to do whatever and shit. And I always had, like, hustles and shit like that I was doing to get a little cash here and there, but... I'm like, damn, we was fucking <laughs> pouring the motherfucker. Right. You know what I'm saying? We was broke. Yeah. Yeah. Broke than the motherfucker. But I mean, I, that's a but I but so I think for me, I didn't have anything to compare anything better to. Like I seen I feel like when you're in the hood, you see shit on TV, you know there's things better better out there, but you don't really you just kinda see the people driving the Mercedes and shit like that. Oh, okay, these motherfuckers got money. But you don't see the disparity between it. So I think if you can see that, like if you see like in real time, like this is what I live in and this is what I could live in, I do think you get that thought like, well, I want this, not that. So I'm going to try to do whatever I can to get to this. So I do think if you see that at a young age, that really lights a fire under your ass to drive to become successful too get to this side, you know, because that's, that's... Yeah, not, uh, I had better. friends in middle school that went, like, they wound up going to a different high school when we all, like, hit ninth grade or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I remember in seventh grade, very distinctly going over to my friend's house, and, like, his house was huge, and they had nice things, yeah. and, like, everything worked. There wasn't a car broken down in the driveway. Like, I was like, this, the, people live like this? This is a thing? <laughs> And I didn't get it. And then I spent the summer over there, basically. Like, I went over there every day. We were hanging out anyways. And fucking, like, uh, I hated going back to my house after that. But you know what? <laughs> this is, and this just kind of hit me now that you say that. It, it, it's just how fucked up, like, the black mentality is. Because I can remember driving past, like, big houses and cars and shit like that. And we would just, we would point and say, okay, I'm going to have that. I'm going to have that. I'm going to have that. But it was a game. It wasn't really a reality of thinking that you could achieve that more often than not. I'm sure there are some people like, okay, I'm going to get that. But more often than not, I think a lot of black kids just think like, oh, as a game, I want that. But they don't really think they can achieve that shit because of, you know, whatever your situation is. What you got to say, James? There's an interesting thought there because I spent... I tried to stay out of this conversation because I'm clearly the one in the room that did not come from any measurable sense of poverty. Yeah. Okay. Nobody could say that my life sucked. I grew up in a big house in a nice town with a good school and parents that didn't get divorced. And I'm like the poster child for privilege. You had an au pair for fuck's sakes. I multiple (laughs) Chris, uh, Cindy Crawford's, uh, cousin was one of my, and she was fine. And it makes me happy that you're poor. So, <laughs> and and therein lies the point: is right now, people are banking so much on their parents. Like the one thing that I'm somewhat proud of is that I don't bank on my parents. Mm-hmm. And there was a story in, I want to say Forbes, last week about a girl that fresh out of college is living in a $4,000 a month uh, 
uh, apartment in in New York City on like thirty dollars an hour, and the Forbes published this as this is what it looks like now. This is what people get paid. This is they spend all their money, and they had to do a retraction because they did some investigation and realized that she was getting a, quote, healthy monthly allowance from her parents. Oh, fucking mm-hmm. Christ. I hate those kind of people. But it, but, but I, that's I, it. I, that That's half it, of this fucking town it, right why, now. Why, why do you hate those people, though? Why? Because they're fucking phony poor people. They're pieces of shit. They, like, go to Goodwill and be, like, bum five bucks off you. Then the next sentence out of their mouth is, well, I'm going to Ecuador for Christmas. Go fuck your mother, you piece of shit. Well, no. She, you this, know, this, you're a phony this, this, poor this, person. Well, no, this girl obviously you, came from people that could, you know, fund that for her to do that. Okay, so I'm going to tell you the angriest moment I've had in probably five years. Uh Uh-oh. Not this past Friday, but the Friday before that, I was down on Larimer between 30th and and 25th. That's where Shake Shack is, Ratio uh, Brewery. Mm -hmm. uh, It's that show we did. Odell just opened. That show that me and you did? That means, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That neighborhood. So okay. that little spot right there, which has got great beer. It's got some solid food spots, and you can go in either direction. You can find a good time. However, the kind of people that that area has now attracted bugged the fuck out of me. And I'm just like, okay, whatever, young, new-in-town bros, however you want to look at it, until this moment. I drop my keychain in Shake Shack. I go into Shake Shack. It's like nine girls sitting at in short skirts right where my head was. I was like, get my keys back because they're under where they're sitting. And they were very nice, had a wonderful interchange. And I walk out and I'm like, I'm going to have a cigarette before I go back over to Odell to finish my beer. And this 20-something comes out and he's like, man, can I get a cigarette? And I, if you guys know me, I don't fucking give out cigarettes. But I gave him a cigarette. Mostly so I could stop talking to him. After he said, I'd give you money because I've got plenty of money. (laughs) But I don't have any cash right now. Can I get a cigarette? And I was literally angry about that interchange for like three days. Fuck you. I don't care. Step one. Really, if you have money, then fucking why don't you have the vice you need? And three, if you have money and you're going to look down on me as something, somebody you can take some shit from, fuck you. I don't think that was him looking down. I think that was just a, a, a insecure dude that needed something and didn't know how to ask. So he had to boost himself up by saying, okay. And it's, just, it's ridiculous. It's some, some bullshit. Motherfucker, you, you can tell that he's, he doesn't know how to interact with people to say some bullshit like he's that. He's socially retarded. I've, I've never been more angry yeah. at the white race. <laughs> Because oh. I guarantee that is a thing. Dude, I see that shit we've on got, a yeah. got plenty that, of money. Really? Niggas do the same thing. Niggas, I didn't ask, niggas, nor do I care. Niggas go poor trying to act like they're rich. It's the same difference, man. But you know what? All my years walking around when a black person asked me for a cigarette, they're never like, I'd give you money because I got plenty, but I don't have any. They never had that uh, fucking. You just didn't interact with enough niggas before. That's it. That's fine. Oh, no. I got heckled for being poor for a black guy. I, <laughs> it, 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 he's like, I got I more money than you. I'm like, dude, at, dude, this stool next to me has more money than I do. I'm fucking broke right now. It, it's you, You're... What the hell is that? What the hell kind of heckle is that shit? Right to be like, dude, check it out. This guy's got thirty-four dollars. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
No, I see that shit all the time, though, delivering beer and shit, because, like, I'll knock on these doors, and it's, like, some... And, it, and it, they're these apartment complexes that are, like, like the Spire, the one. That that one in, like, downtown. It's on, like, 14th. It's a giant apartment that building. That Fucking, dude, the views out of the thing, amazing. You know, when you walk in there, you fucking know that you're either buying these things, because you could buy apartments. You could, be, you could buy it for, like, a couple million dollars, or you're renting it for, like... 10 G a fucking month. It, you can tell it's one of those places and you'll, you'll knock on the door and it's like some fucking 20 year old. You know what I mean? Who like, yeah, I know what you mean. Who like, like he's my, and it's, yeah. but it's 13 of men there all working, uh, nobody, waiter jobs and shit. No, but no, it's one guy though. It's one kid. And, 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 and then like, you could see this kid at like bumming for a cigarette or something like that, like a, like a day later, but yet he has enough money to like roll around in the brand new BMW. Dude, don't you understand like, the first thing of being rich is never use what you fucking got. If you can get it from somebody else. Yeah. You, you, so this motherfucker walk, motherfucker probably have $3,000 in his pocket and will ask you for a cigarette. Or have a whole pack of cigarettes and like, can I get a cigarette from you? If I can use your cigarette, why use my cigarette? You have people out here with yeah. that mentality. No, that's yeah. the black mentality. I, no, I hold. Don't do that shit. Uh, we do it to y'all because we just well, fuck with y'all. That's white people. We <laughs> fuck want, with y'all. We do all sorts of crazy shit to white people. You know right. what you did. <laughs> <laughs> you know what. Ding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I totally lost now, track. I just, <laughs> the thing that really just rubs me the wrong way is the whole how they some of them are like fake being fucking poor. You know what I mean? I hate that whole vibe. That like hipster kind of. Well, it's a it, it, it's a it's a it's they're trying to be yeah. have humility. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't want to walk around like this, that, and the other. And a lot of it, it's we we take it as like a vicious thing. Like they're doing it to look down on us, but that's just kind of the way they are. They don't see anything wrong with it amongst their peers, motherfuckers they roll with. We don't roll in those circles, so we see it and we think it's something malicious towards us, and it really ain't. They don't even thinking about us. They just doing what the fuck they do. No, so to counter that point, yes, there is that attitude. It's like, oh, you're a dirty fucking hipster, the trust fund kid, but you're living poor. I'm, at this point, fucking do you. What bugs the fuck out of me is people that walk around like they got money. And they definitely don't. You don't have any of the qualities and self-control that leads me to believe that you have made this money on your own. Oh, that's, that's what niggas do right there. And it bugs the... That's what bugs the fuck out of me. Is like, yeah, there's that weird self-entitlement that like goes back to the sort of like... The, the, a very gangster attitude. But when I see a bunch of like 23-year-olds roll into like a, an, a brewery or something like that, like dressed literally in like their shorts and t-shirt is like a $300 affair yeah because it's all fucking high-end name brand shit and you're just like there's there's no way there's no fucking way that that concentration exists in this town and I know this because I came from a town that did have that concentration of wealth this town does not have that as there's, they're all transplants. They do not have this money. It is not their money. It is family money. It is entitlement money. It's all of those things, and that's what bugs the fuck out of Don't me. matter, man. Steal money. Don't matter how you got it. If you can do it. But it's not theirs. If it, it was what? theirs, 
fine. What? But if mom and dad, I mean, are but if mom it, gives it to you. you, it's yours. If your mom gave you if a you jaguar, is it yours? To it, you know, what I'm saying if, if your mom gave you a jaguar, is it yours? Hey, if she wants to give me a fucking twelve-year-old car. So if this douche knuckles five mom grand. wants to give it's him worth five no, grand because I, I had no car. <clears throat> but if this douche knuckles mom wants to give this douche knuckle like twenty G's a month to live on as an allowance, if she's like, "Here's your allowance," that's his money now. But <laughs> why aren't you humble in the fact that it's not yours? Because you what? know what, that what? shit goes what? away Think one day. Because you, because it. Him it not goes be, away. No, because that's your insecurities making him want to be humble. Why she tone down his shine? Because you feel a certain way about it. Like I say, these these people are just living. You're the one that's having a reaction to what they're doing. No, in, oh, that is a valid point. You're absolutely, you're yeah. absolutely right. They dress better than me, and it bugs the fuck out of me. Yeah, and and, and that's fine. I just look at it as just like, what are you going to do when all that fucking goes away? See, that's your because you don't have it. <laughs> Nigga, look, James, this is what I want you to do, okay? When you look at things, look at it from a human aspect of it. Not your personality, not what you want, not what you feel, a human aspect of it. As a human, you want better for you. And you envy those above you that have what you want. You want what they got. You want to be there, or you want the you want the options they have. Let's say that. Okay, I'll I'll play a game. You want the options they have in life. You just go get it. That's it. Don't be mad at them because you don't know how you'll react in those circumstances. Once you start rolling in different circles, and you're not hanging out with the likes of us, you're hanging out with the likes of them, and you're ro- now you see their problems from a different angle. The more money you have, it's not the less problems you have. You have different problems. You have problems that will take wipe you the fuck out. We have a problem. There's avenues we can go. We can go get this. We can go get that. You're a rich motherfucker with a company. You make a bad investment. You make the wrong deal. Everything's gone. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's on that level. You just if you want if you if you if you have a reaction to what they have. Just get what they have and see how you re- and do better. It actually has nothing to do with what they have. I, it is. It's it's about how they have a comfort in displaying what they have. Because I know some rich. What's mother- wrong with that? Yeah, I don't wrong get that. Because I know rich fucking motherfuckers. I mean, people with fuck you money, like legit fuck you money, sure, like I more know. money than fucking Trump claims he has. Kind of money. I've been to those dinner parties, and you know what? They live in humble abodes. Because that their make, shit but tight. that makes you feel good. That ain't got that because they chose to live in humble abode. They can no. flex the fuck out if they wanted to. But who does? Only buddy, who, and, only somebody that's in, insecure about yeah, the money he's got. Let me get every my money. rapper. You're hate the fuck out me, nigga. I'm a fucking. I, I will sell out so fucking <laughs> fast. I will. I'll call it right now. If I get the chance, I will sell out so <laughs> fucking fast. And I will get as many cars as I can store until I am poor again. And then I'll spend the rest of my Dude. days enjoying my car collection. Fuck James. Let this nigga get some money, man. Come on. Look at this crazy motherfucker sitting in his chair. He's going to build a sex dungeon yeah. if he gets money. This nigga going to have a solid gold house with diamond mirrors. Mother- this motherfucker. Fuck him. <laughs> I just, it's a Simpsons thing. I, yeah. I actually... yeah, the solid gold car. It's going to be James. James got a solid gold car with platinum wheels. Oh, oh like, Camp Rockman won the lotto. No, it's with the homeless guy's suit, Itchy and Scratchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, this yeah, yeah. He don't even fucking move. This motherfucker going out and sit in his car every motherfucking day. It's just waving people walking by. Hello. 
<laughs> this fucking dude, man. Fuck out of here, James. See, so you're probably, see. I think what it is is you're thinking if there, there's a right and a wrong way to be rich. Yeah, is, is exactly. how you're thinking. Where in reality, kind of, sort of, maybe, but yet it, there's a smart way and a not smart way to be rich. But that's like I say, yeah. what you're doing, literally, what you're doing, is you feel like they're doing this to, to make to make you feel bad about the way what they have, and they're not. They're just living. But that's what that's the way you're taking it. You're taking it personally that they're living this life when they don't even fucking know who you are. They don't. They ain't thinking about you. They're just living their lives the way they want to, but you're having a reaction from it because you want that. <laughs> so get that and see how. And if you feel like they're doing it wrong, get that and then do it right. Solid. I'm gonna Solid. let I'm gonna I, let the argument there end there because <laughs> I don't feel it's going anywhere productive, no matter how angry <laughs> I, I get. I was gonna defend you too. I everything. like I like I like how passive aggressive white people are. I don't feel like that argument was going anywhere. Productive, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> no, 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 no. We'll put a pin in that. No, we'll come it, back it was later. a pro- you your point is exactly right, and my reaction to that may be read as emotional, but I. I fundamentally disagree. Like you make you make your own fucking money. You do whatever the fuck you want with it. If you're getting your money from somewhere else that isn't you didn't do a goddamn thing to earn it other than be born into it, die, motherfucker. But who who's the counsel on how you earn Uh, something? uh, Me earning it might be me related to somebody. I earned that shit (laughs) like I'm here, motherfucker. That's my problem. I come from a fucking world where people are entitled because they have oh, my family has money. So therefore, I have money. It's like really so, and and that's like the Paris Hilton complex. That's the Kardashian complex, where it's like we but I mean, we love but, people that have money that have no effort, so they have nothing but free time but dude, to but spend me, the money because they don't have to earn any of it. What I've what I've learned for people that you're talking about, that's that's the culture amongst them. They have these parents. The parents go out, make their fortune. They die. It goes on. That's how wealth. It accumulates. You keep passing it down. It keeps accumulating as it goes through. That's that's just how it goes. And literally, then this is why motherfuckers on that level, white motherfuckers, hate their parents because their parents are never around because their parents are making their wealth. And then, so they're raised by an au pair or whatever the fuck you had, a slave or the fuck y'all did that. They had the bitch that's the Aunt Jemima Bible <laughs> bottle in the house here. Oh, no. uh, James. <laughs> oh, James. <laughs> Mr. James. Mr. James. <laughs> Mr. James. I earned your pants this morning. <laughs> the porridge is out there on the porch and it's getting warm, Mr. James. <laughs> I lost my fucking thought, you son of a bitch. But no, that's what I'm saying. But they are raised by different people. So they don't even really know their parents, man. From now on, I'm called Mr. James. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. James! Mr. James! Mr. James! Mr. James! Mr. James, you come on down them steps now. You know your parents going to be down here pretty soon now. You know Mr. James, you Mr. James get mad. <laughs> Mr. James! Mr. James! You got your soccer cleats? You know you got to go to soccer practice. Now I got to join in soccer practice getting this minivan, Mr. James. <laughs> I'll never have any fucking fans. Niggas don't like me. White people don't like me. Oh, bullshit. I know the Chinese don't like me. Fuck you. Stop that bullshit. Come on now. You don't make sure. Chinese like love you. <laughs> you know what? They love me long time. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's Vietnamese, actually. Thank you. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. Let's just get sh- kicked off the air tonight, goddamn it. Fuck it. Every- yeah. Offend everybody tonight. Shit. <laughs> no, your comedy. The thing was with your, uh, with with your comedy. The way the reason why I really like it, not because like we're friends and shit, but like, I actually like, like like legit enjoy watching you. It's like you're you you're inquisitive. <laughs> your whole set's inquisitive. You could talk about the most weirdest, like awful shit that people are normally be like, oh fuck this, and you'll make it palatable because like you're not really making a statement. You're just asking questions as you're doing. Exactly. It. It's fucking. It's pretty fun to watch because you can see people want to get outraged, but it's like, well, he's just asking. He's not really. You know what I mean? He's not demanding. But, yeah. but that's the thing, and that's what I I make people look at their absurdity. Like, look how absurd the fuck you doing is, or, yeah. or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? And you you push it back on them. Look, so I saw you at that living room, Mike. Which you win all the time. Could you stop fucking going, please? I, I need some money. <laughs> uh, no, uh, no. You had dope, you had good mother. That uh, shit. Thank you. That was a good ass set you had. Though. No, but like when you came out and you were like. So we still give a fuck about those kids in cages, huh? And I'm like, oh, fuck, where is he going with this? No, this is not going to be good. <laughs> and then you just made it into a whole thing about the bank of fucks, which I think is hilarious. It's a amount of fucks to give. Like, you know what I'm saying? I Zero. Was, yeah. Yeah. I got I to gotta work on That was the first time I actually did that. Oh, that dude, night. it's fucking gold. Like, you could, that's like a four and a half minute bit. You yeah. could probably run, like, just blow the roof off the place. I've been trying to like, add shit in. But I actually added a party in about how, like, you know, with everything else, black people got less fucks to give than the white people. And I'm like, niggas don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm like, you ever work with a nigga before? You hear that nigga say he don't give a fuck about that job at least 50 times a day. <laughs> niggas don't give a fuck about shit. <laughs> what else is uh, What we doing? All right, we got some options. What we we got? Do we want to go with something that has like an air of seriousness or do we want to talk about weird sexual shit? We let uh, Jake decide. He's uh, been missing. Air, air seriousness. I have two. All right. Uh, let's go with this one, just because I think Hamill's calling it. Let's go with something he might remember. So you guys remember who Scott Peterson was? Sure. Yeah. Who took his <laughs> pregnant wife out into a lake and killed her and pushed her overboard? Um, he is apparently trading sex for protection in prison. <laughs> My biggest problem from this is that I feel like I need the protection from the sex. Like that's what we're arguing over. I if I'm in prison, yeah. like uh, I you, just you say keep... that it's... now because yeah. you don't understand prison culture. Hang on, no, legitimate dude. That guy got locked up for killing a woman, and a pregnant unborn. fucking woman. And there's two things that inmates take seriously. You do not fuck with women, and you do not fuck with children. Everything else is fair game. You don't rape women. But he didn't. Huh? He killed his wife. But he killed the he killed a pregnant woman. It's just like they don't fuck with that kid shit. No. Okay. Yeah, but the, they have this weird. No, that kid was like jail, that. Dude. That was the whole thing. That's like that was the whole thing about this case is that when it came through, like the they were trying to argue that the that he should get charged with killing two people. And um, pro-choice yeah. people were against that because they were like, as soon as you assigned that the unborn baby was a living person, then fucking abortion goes down because that's murder. And it's California. So, so there yeah. were people that were literally like, no, he just killed his wife. Meanwhile, they were like, well, the unborn child's name was Connor. Oh, oof. But that being said, for me, protection in prison, like, I'd rather be killed before I got gang raped. Nigga, you get paid. 
big. I thought you liked some shit like yes, that. Yes, by uh, some with tits. <laughs> they mean, got fat dudes in prison. <laughs> they got fat titties in prisons, motherfucker. You like the, you like fat titties on your back or something when you get pegged, nigga. <laughs> so your asshole ain't worth your life, nigga. You all, this is the second week in a row that you all think that I bend over like doggy style and just take it in the ass. It ain't like that. You lay down and spread your legs out. God damn it! Right, because you got to jack me off at the nigga, same time. You, you, you like you, you be up there like a dead cockroach, motherfucker. Your legs, uh, <laughs> shit. Like that's much better. I don't bend over like a fucking dog. I lay down like a cockroach, bitch. You better respect me. Fuck out of here. He's fucking like the raid roach. <laughs> yeah, right, uh, right on the bottle, just on his back, extended. You can get an inmate to fuck you like that too, buddy. I promise. Hell yeah. Be like, I'm only into this if I can be in this position. And be like, dude, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, that'd be a perfect there. position for you, motherfucker. They can jerk off on your chest and put their balls on your head while you get fucked. That probably, nigga, probably bust the biggest nut you ever had in your life. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a that's a weird question to face. Like, <laughs> so yeah, but if this guy's right, gonna yo, take it yo, in the ass. Your asshole. It is. <laughs> Which one is gonna be? Man, I don't. Damn. Know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yo, life if you your thought asshole, you were gonna die and like this one guy can keep you alive, but he wants to put it in your butt once a week. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, it's, it's not gonna be just one. It's gonna be well, like whatever. Would you he, rather yeah. die one time or a million deaths? <laughs> <laughs> I die a little bit every time you stick it in. Man. There's always whole parole coming through. <laughs> he might also just like it. Could you, could you imagine if somebody just stuck you up like that? Yo, life of your asshole, motherfucker. What is it going to be? Wait, wait, wait. I got no options. <laughs> I got some money. You I got cash. Money. I got a car. I got money. I got keys. Please, man. You can have all my ramen noodle, man. You can have all of it. <laughs> I bet if your ass don't believe in God, you go ask that nigga for help. I look. I don't know if you're real, but <laughs> Jesus, white Jesus, black Jesus, which nigga Muhammad. Look. He said my ass <laughs> or my life, and I'm scared. I'm scared because I want both of them. I just think back to that Patrice story about when he went to jail. And oh, the yeah. thing is, it's like he makes a point where it's like you can't ask for anything in jail because if you're like, hey, can I have this? Or they offer it to you, you take it. Then you owe them like that and something else back. So it's like, yeah, if he walked up and said, hey, listen, I'll protect you. But I, you know, I get to just use your body as a fucking human fucking cum shield. And now nah, so I bet someone raped Scott Peterson. Yeah. Decided he liked it. He's like, this motherfucker's mine now. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, but like it, it, it's never going to stop. You're going to face this shit the whole fucking time. It's going to get worse before it gets better. Like, it's there. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like fucking beat the shit out of me. Should you give him an intervention? <laughs> I, like, no. I like how they, I like how they say, say he's, he's trading it. <laughs> like they have some type of embargo. See, um, <laughs> it is Wednesday and I'm still alive. So here's your 45 minutes of butt stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'd prefer that you spit on it at least for the <laughs> first time. Yeah. Hey, Scott, you still alive? Yeah. All right, don't be down in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, then again, you could always just punch him in the mouth, knock him out, and then fuck him always out. It's prison. No, no rules. <laughs> he said, Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, it, it sounds so formal. <laughs> Wait, okay, so would you ever have fucking sex with an unconscious person? Because that's no. basically like you buy a fleshlight for that. Oh, no, I wouldn't do that at all. That's terrible. 
even in prison. Ooh, I would say that I wouldn't do that, but I have blown a load and then realized that my ex-wife was like, she basically passed out drunk during sex. I mean, you didn't know. That's different. I'm talking, you, you ain't going yeah. to see a motherfucker passed out start. And no, yeah, I'm not going to be like, oh, look at that. That's an unguarded <laughs> hole. <laughs> what do we have here? <laughs> well, going back to our previous conversation, you like someone who's involved. You don't want to just fuck something that's just there, you know what I mean? Because it's not fun. So how how is it entertaining? I don't you know what I'm saying that that's right. that's the part about I don't get plus the the moral part of it which is like dude what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> that's the uh, it's, it's not okay. It, it's at that point Remember it's just when like they it's just a, hand. a moral part you just knew you didn't fuck unconscious people. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have you have to explain that. Or or what if this is the first time in history that that's just known fact that you don't fuck unconscious people? <laughs> well, what's his face? Think about our yeah, think Cosby. about the world's history. Yeah. Like, a hundred years ago, man, you could buy women for livestock. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Yeah. Well, hell, there were fucking cartoons in my lifetime in the Sunday paper that w- implied, like, the caveman goes and knocks her over yeah. the head and well, has had, her way with her. You had, like, you that was in the Sunday fucking yeah. New York Times. You had prostitution in the in the in the in the uh the cartoon shit. When they be in the little juke joint, they walk, do to do to do and the little cartoon shit. Like, nigga, back in the day, nobody gave a fuck about that shit. Anybody's listening right now, if we talked about the Twitter and pulling shit from back in the day, let's pull the shit the fucking New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, all that shit has put in their paper over the years and be like, that shit would never fly. But you know well, what? Did, You're not going to care. Did you see all of the, the... They already determined that Mickey Mouse is racist as fuck. All that shit racist. Like it came from... The little black cartoons and shit, they just changed it. They put the black up in the ears. That's how you became a mouse. But it was from the blackface cartoon with the big fucking lips and Correct. shit. Yeah. Like, Did you ever see the one where he's blowing up the Japanese soldiers? <laughs> oh, that was oh. a Bugs Bunny. Well, that was uh, there was Mickey Mouse ones too. They yeah, that was like that the was propaganda. Yeah, that was back a, in the 60s when no, no, it was no. like the 40s, no, 40s, like, 40s, yeah, 40s yeah. Bugs Bunny nips shit. the nips. Yeah, <laughs> he's like giving them ice cream cones with like fucking grenades in them. Yes, and, shit. and yeah. the whole time he's like, "Here you go, monkey face. Here you yeah. go, slant eyes." Like it's Ow. fucking unapologetically bad. <laughs> and, and fucking Warner Brothers and all have tried to like get them off the web, but yeah, they're how around. well does that go? That's what I'm saying. But like, at what point do you understand they're going after people they feel like they can destroy because it's the symbolism of it? You want to throw a few people out there you can cut down to make other people scared, but you can't go after the real problem. You can't go after the real motherfuckers that's doing the damage because you ain't got the power to. They just love making people battle them. That, that's basically what it is. I, I, I demand an apology, and, it, and then as soon as they give it to them, they're like, no, I want more. No, they need to do more. like the uh, NFL players. Sue these motherfuckers, man. Yeah. Fuck you. Stop. Don't apologize. Like, you can't be a comedian and apologize for a no, joke. No, fuck no. Joe, that's it, because now you got to apologize for everything. Now you have to watch everything you write. You can't write certain shit because you apologize. So you can't go back on that. Ain't going to happen. Here we go. Why, is it... Is it, is it We'll see what happens. You guys keep talking. Yeah, merry melodies. Some merry racism Remember coming up. old uh, Foghorn Leghorn cartoons? Oh, yeah, yeah, I fucking love them. I loved those. They were great, man. They dog <laughs> built the Rube Goldberg machine to kick him in the nuts and shit. But, like, oh, they man. made those all go away because he was racist. Wow. So boy and shit a lot. I was like, that, that, the uh, fucking log ride at Disney World, that's dude, the, story, the story behind that, like, the actual story that it's based on. And, like, as you write it, you figure it out. There was a tar baby in it. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, like they took that out. 
I gotta say, the white people's depiction of the Asian is absolutely hilarious. Well, you're about to find out right now. It's hilarious, Joe. The <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> I'm not hey, gonna put the audio cheap. because it's so bad. It's mo- why, like, as in quality or yes? Is, okay, the quality is. I was gonna say words. We can handle that. Well. <laughs> Now that I look at this, Buzz Bunny kind of yeah. look like a racist cracker. <laughs> Ew, look at him. Look at this motherfucker, man. Don't you look like... Don't, you put some khakis and a uh, tiki torch in nigga hand. This motherfucker go right to the rally. You wouldn't even know. <laughs> and what up, black? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what's up with those niggas? Those niggas, huh? <laughs> I'm sorry. What up? <laughs> Chew with that carrot. Oh, I like how he's now riding a Japanese guy in a hay bale. Yeah. And, that, and still has the gags. Still has the... Oh. <laughs> Look at wow. that! I love the team, Joe! Wow! Tell me that shit not hilarious, man. Come on. The glasses? Oh, my God. The, and the no chin. Oh, my... Wow. Nigga, he a whole... And he just goes... Uh, he ain't got no socks on. <laughs> he got no shoes and no socks on. You know he got eight feet, nigga. Oh, my God. You know what's... Uh, <laughs> Look out! <laughs> Jokes on Bugs Bunny because in that hole is a Vietnamese soldier. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. No, come on, dude. I wish I, hear, Sorry. I wish I could hear the voice because I know the voice. You know the voice. Oh yeah, the yeah. He hands him the bomb and yeah, here. Oh yeah, yep. There. <laughs> oh, he. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I did not. I, I, Oh, he goes, That's with a little tiny must. Jesus Christ, the tiny mustache. Yo, this shit is hilarious. And this was just on TV back in the day. This was cartoons. No, it was actually aired before movies because they didn't have television. Yeah, And originally this wasn't in color. So, um, but it was uh, this was aired before movies as propaganda during the war. Yeah. So the people go, and this was like a whole thing of how bad the the Japanese were, and how you know it was to raise money because back then when you actually declare war, which we haven't actually declared war since World War Two, because it requires a congressional act. Um, so that's where the War Powers Act comes from. So to fund a war <laughs> is not supposed to come from taxed funds it's supposed to come from war bonds the people like us would give 25 dollars to the u.s government and they'll say after the war you're gonna get 30 dollars back and so people just like fuck it like protect our guys but since world war ii we've never done that there wow. hasn't been any war bonds because no war has been popular enough to actually get them which is why we have the War Powers Act, which means that the president can send our, milit- act, our military into action for 90 days anywhere on the planet and with whatever force they choose without the Congress declaring war. And that's the fucking problem. So we get all these quote-unquote police actions where we're just there, we're just... We're just handling this, but it's not it's actually, a conflict. It's not a war. war. I, and so it doesn't get <clears throat> funding the way a war should. I absolutely love how involved and how uh, angry people get about politics when you don't have a say so. Because when they want to do what they want to do, they'll do that. They'll create a workaround and mm-hmm. then they'll do what the fuck they want to do if they can't get the power from the people. So, like, I, that's why I tell motherfuckers I'm like, you can get upset all you want to. 
but you don't really have a fucking say so because whatever you say, they have the power to just do something else to get what they want in the long term. You don't have any power in the fucking government when they can just do what the fuck they want to do. When they can just take your health care and you don't have it, and that's supposed to be the government, the motherfuckers you pay taxes to, and they can just take it and you don't, you just die. They don't give a fuck. So what are you fighting for? Just overthrow this bitch. And that's unfortunate <laughs> because the people that have served in our military, yourself included, <laughs> it's like you you guys, from what I understand, do get treated well while you're a part of the military. But it's like there's no respect. There's no reverence mm-hmm. for what people put into that anymore because we don't put them into a venue that the people get behind and so they were just like oh well it's becomes just sort of part of the machine and that's like the really the most unfortunate part because it used to be that you did this out of nobility yeah i'm going to get something out of it but really like to put your life on the line or even put yourself in a position where your life is going to be yeah, on the line it, like it there's nobility to defend there. your country at one point in time yes and the only people now, and this is why, oh boy, we could do a whole other episode, but we're going to have to punch out of here. But it's really, I think, a big reason why there is a huge division in this country is because disproportionately, uh, people without a race as- assigned to that, people from the South, for some reason, are way more into the idea that I am doing this to protect my country. And people from the north look at the military as a means to an end. I can go do this. I can get skills training. I can get my college. Whereas disproportionately, southern families are just like, you're doing this because this country's great. And you have to do your time for this country. It's a very different mentality. I mean, it depends on how you like your delusion served up. Do you want to believe in the idea of an American dream and a country that you're fighting for? Or do you want to believe in the American dream version of if I go do this and then go to college, I can have whatever. You know what I'm saying? It just depends on That's a good point. your circumstances and what you believe in. But this is what I tell people. And this is why I tell motherfuckers. I, don't, I talk shit about America, but I never turn my back on America because I'm an American. So if China or Russia decide they want to come invade this motherfucker, I don't give a fuck who you voted for. I don't give a fuck what God you pray to. You're an American. So get your ass in this fucking oven with the rest of these motherfucking Americans. That's what it's going to be. You know what I'm saying? You can not like America all you want to, but if you live here, you're an American. If worse comes to worse, then you're, they're going to look at you as an American. Everything else don't matter to them. So you can talk shit, you know what I'm saying, but you're here, so you need to do what you can do to fix this motherfucker. And I say we revolt. We go up to the Capitol. We start beating them old motherfuckers up. What are they going to do? Well, if they motherfucking security Start turned against them. Us. If, if, they, if, if, they, if, they, if they security turned against them, what the fuck would they do? They hire security because they know they're doing evil shit and they got to be protected from the fucking people. The government was never supposed to be this separate energy. They were supposed to be made up of the motherfucking people. But they separate themselves so they could do easy shit, uh, evil shit and not have to pay for the consequences. But I'm like, if everybody that was on our level, on a regular level, just said we ain't taking the shit no more, they wouldn't be able to do nothing. Because we got to be willing to fuck ourselves for them to have any motherfucking power. You got to be willing to sacrifice your morality for middle management now. You got to be willing to fire a motherfucker that's diabetic and dying, you know, saying need their health care. You got to be willing to do that for a motherfucker that's living in Beverly Hills, some motherfucking where that will never have to see their pay for those consequences. On that remarkably positive note. (laughs) (laughs) Anything anybody wants to put out there? (laughs) Yeah. 
Show goes up tomorrow, or it'll hit most venues tomorrow. Anything uh, anybody wants to put up there? Send me nudes. Uh, your nudes are safe with me. Uh, they are. You people show at <laughs> gmail.com. That's no. Y-O-U-P-E-O-P-L-E-S-H-O-W at gmail.com. <laughs> Send all your questions to them. Send your news to me because they are safe with me. I never let these <laughs> motherfuckers see it in any way. So it's give Armstrong, out your phone number. Armstrong Comedy <laughs> at gmail.com. I ain't giving out a phone number. These motherfuckers crazy. God damn it. <laughs> motherfuckers. You know all crippled motherfuckers listen to this show. Just roll up in wheelchairs to me. God damn it. I don't want cripple fans. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like that's a direct dig. <laughs> No, that's my nigga. I, you know, I ain't fucking with Tyree. My nigga Tyree, goddammit. No, Tyree's one of those guys where I would never want him to punch me because it's all up. Yeah. That nigga got hands like Thing off the motherfucking Fantastic Four. That nigga shit's made of rocks, Joe. Yeah. That nigga hit me one time. Nigga, that shit hurt you. Nigga, you know a motherfucker hit you and it hurt you, but you can't. You got to be a man about it and take that shit. Yeah. Nigga, that shit hurt so motherfucking bad. <laughs> <laughs> Hamill, what you got? Uh, stuff. Uh, I'm leaving soon. I don't know. I might be back on here and there. I my the whole thing's it's fucking lawyers, man. They fucked everything up. Come back next week. Okay, we'll do lawyers and other say, fun got, drama. We got to do lawyers. Uh, every Wednesday at the Goods, man. Eight forty-five list. Nine fifteen comedy start. <laughs>